Good evening and thanks for joining us. It's a service Canadians have relied on for generations, but today Canada Post announced it is phasing out door-to-door -door mail delivery in cities across this country. It's part of sweeping cost-cutting measures aimed at trying to keep the post office from sinking completely into the red. The price of... Hey there, I'm Dana, your Canadian English teacher with another English lesson so you can speak and understand the English spoken in Canada. If you're learning English for the Great White North, then you've come to the right place. You'll learn phrasal verbs, common expressions, conversation tips, and of course, some typical Canadianisms. In today's lesson, you're going to learn the expression to keep someone posted. You'll also improve your listening skills and learn about Canadian culture in our weekly Canadian fact. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome back to another episode of the Can Learn English podcast. I'm your host, Dana, and I hope you're having an amazing week. If you are living in Canada, then I hope that you're staying warm I have been reading in the news that there has been some very, very cold temperatures in Canada with lots of snow. So if you are living there, I hope you're staying warm, staying all bundled up and staying safe in that cold weather. Where I live here in Switzerland, we actually haven't had any snow yet this year in Zurich, which is pretty unusual. I've gone up to the mountains and gone tobogganing and played around a little bit in the snow up there, but I'm a little bummed out that we haven't had any snow yet. For me, it just isn't winter without snow. Now that clip that you heard in the beginning, that's for our Canadian fact section and that's from Global News, their YouTube channel from 2013, which is seven years ago. And that was a clip about Canada Post. And this is the corporation that's responsible for delivering mail in Canada. And we're gonna talk a little bit about this and that story later in the episode. But let's first learn the expression, which is to keep someone posted. And before we get into the definition of this expression, let's define the words in the expression. Our first word is to keep, the verb to keep. And this is a very versatile verb in English. It has many different uses and many different definitions. But in this case, we're using it with an object, someone. And it means to cause someone to continue in a specified state, condition, or position. Our next word is someone. And someone is an unknown or unspecified person. So if some person, an unknown person, knocks on the door, I could say, someone knocked on the door. Or if an unknown person calls me on the phone, I could say, someone's called me on the phone. If your sister called you on the phone, then you wouldn't say someone, you would say, my sister's called me on the phone. Or if it's a friend, you might say, my friend has called me on the phone. And our last word in the expression is posted. Here, posted is an adjective, but it can also be a verb, to post. Now, this is very common in British English. You'll hear people talking about posting a letter. You'll put a letter in 
the post, which is a noun, and that really means that you're going to mail a letter. Now in British English, they might say, I posted a letter to my mother, but in Canada and in American English, we would say, I mailed a letter to my mother. We also use post when we're placing a notice in a public place. So if you're displaying a notice, it will be posted. So you might see a notice or a warning posted on a door. And we also use post a lot in the digital era, especially when we're talking about publishing something online. So a piece of writing or an image or a video can be published online and we say that it's posted. Especially with social media, you might post something to Facebook or post a photo on Instagram or you might post a video on YouTube. Now, when we put all of these words together, we get our expression to keep someone posted. And when we use this expression, we replace someone, this unknown person, with a person that we know that we're talking about. So this could be you, her, he, them, or ourselves. We could also use me. So we can say, I'll keep you posted. Can you keep me posted? I told her I'd keep her posted or he's gonna keep us posted. When we use this expression, it means that we're going to let someone know about something, usually a decision at a later date. When we use this, we're not committing to something, and we're going to let the person know about our decision at a later date. So where does this expression originate from? Well, there are several possible origins, and this is obviously from a pre-internet or pre-electronic era. So post, as we talked about, can refer to mail, sending someone a letter in the mail. When you keep someone informed and send them information through the mail, you could imagine that people would say, keep me posted. Make sure you keep the information coming to me in the post, in the mail. It may also refer to the practice of accounting. So when bookkeeping was done by hand instead of on a computer with Excel or a software, Accountants would post the latest figures, for example, profits, losses, or expenditures on a daily basis. And when they would publish those, everyone would be posted about the information. And our last possible origin is during the colonial era. If someone wanted to share news with a community, the person would have to post a note on a large wooden post. So the wooden posts would usually be in a centralized location where people could gather around and discuss whatever was posted on that post. And this is where the saying to keep someone posted probably is where it originated from. If you kept someone posted, then you would put the news on a post and you would post that news on a post and everyone would be posted. So those are the possible origins of our expression. So let's go through some examples on how we could use this expression. In example number one, I want you to imagine that it's a beautiful spring day in Vancouver. It's the first warm day of the year and the sun is shining and it's almost the end of the workday. You think, well, it's sunny and warm. I'd love to head out to the seawall, which loops around Stanley Park and go for a walk. So you message a friend and you ask them if they want to join you for a walk. And they say, I'd love to, but I think I might have to work late. I'll keep you posted. This means your friend's answer isn't a yes and it isn't a no. They're going to let you know if they can come later when they find out the information. So they are keeping you posted. 
Example number two is from my own life. And this happened a few years ago when my sister was a teenager, when she was, I think, about 14. And I'm nine years older than my youngest sister. So I was in my 20s at this time. Well, my sister headed out to go tobogganing with one of her friends, and this was in January, and it was a very, very cold winter night, and the snow was very, very hard and very icy. So my sister ended up having an accident when she was tobogganing. She accidentally hit a bump that someone had made, went flying off of her toboggan, and landed on her leg in the wrong way, and she ended up breaking her leg in three places. Now, she was taken to hospital by ambulance with my mom, who rushed down to the park where she was tobogganing when she heard that there had been an accident, and she had her x-rays, and the doctors found three breaks in her leg. My mom called me up and she says, I have some bad news. Your sister's been in an accident. She's broken her leg in three places and she might have to have surgery. I was obviously very concerned for my little sister and I said, oh my goodness, please keep me posted on what ends up happening if she has to go into surgery. Now, luckily she didn't have to have surgery, but she did have to wear a huge cast all the way from her hip covering her foot for, think it was longer than two weeks and it was quite a recovery for her but luckily no surgery but during this I was so worried and I was really glad that my mom could keep me posted and let me know how my sister was doing example number three so say you have a friend who is going to be traveling around Canada at the same time you are you are studying English in Toronto and your friend has planned a trip across Canada so they'll be starting in Vancouver going over to Banff across the Rocky Mountains. They think they're going to travel over to Edmonton and then catch a plane over to Toronto, which is where you are. So you say, hey, wouldn't it be great if we could meet in Toronto and we could go see the CN Tower and do some sightseeing and hang out downtown together? And your friend says, yeah, that would be great, but I haven't quite planned my trip yet and I don't know exactly when we'll be in Toronto. So I will keep you posted. I will let you know the details of the trip at a later time. So let's go through our listen and repeat exercise. This is your chance to practice your pronunciation. So what I want you to do is listen and repeat exactly after me and try and pronounce these words and the sentences just like I do. So let's go. To, to keep, to keep someone, keep someone posted. To keep someone posted. To keep someone posted. I'll keep her posted. You'll keep us posted. She'll keep him posted. He'll keep us posted. We'll keep her posted. They'll keep us posted. So now it's time for our Canadian fact. And as I mentioned in the beginning, we are talking about Canada Post. And this is a different type of post than our expression, but I thought it tied together nicely. And Canada Post is the corporation that is responsible for delivering mail in Canada. It's a crown corporation, which means it's owned by the government. It was founded in 1867. This is the same year that Canada became a country, and it was initially run by the government under the name Royal Mail Canada. 
It was like this until the 60s when it underwent a formal name change to Canada Post, and it was privatized in the 80s and has since grown to become one of the world's biggest national mail carriers. Canada Post serves 15.1 million addresses, but only one-third of Canadians get their mail delivered to their door. Everyone else picks it up from a community apartment or rural lot line mailbox. This clip you heard in the beginning was reporting on the big changes Canada Post was making to how Canadians receive their mail. Let's listen to what the changes are. The stamp you use to mail a letter is going to cost a dollar or 85 cents if you buy in bulk, up from the 63 cents it costs now. And when that letter arrives, it won't be coming to your own mailbox. City door-to-door service is being phased out over the next five years. It'll be replaced with community mailboxes. When doing research for this episode, I came across a website called postalreporter.com. Yes, there is a website for everything. And they had an article all about these Canadian community mailboxes, which included a graphic explaining how they would be designed. So the idea is is that these would be posted at the end of a street for the whole neighborhood to use. These community mailboxes have individual numbered and locked compartments where the mail would be put in, and they even had an angled top to make sure that snow wouldn't fall into the mail slots. To save money, Canada Post would have the postal workers just stop at one of these community mailboxes instead of delivering mail door to door. Once fully implemented, it was estimated that the Community Mailbox Initiative would save $400 to $500 million a year. But this plan to phase out door-to-door delivery faced fierce opposition from many Canadians. This became such a problem that in 2015, when campaigning, now Prime Minister Justin Trudeau promised that if the Liberals won, that they would suspend and carry out a study on the whole program. The Liberals did come through on this when they won the election and the community mailbox plan was scrapped. However, roughly 840,000 households had already been converted to community mailboxes and they were told they wouldn't be getting their door-to-door service back. So the opposition governments like the NDP said that this was a failure and the Liberals didn't actually come through on their promise. So if you are planning on living in Canada, depending where you live, you may or may not get mail delivered to your door. Instead, you might have to go pick it up from your community mailbox. Now let's end this episode with something a little more positive about Canada Post, and that's their Letters to Santa program. Canada Post receives millions of letters addressed to Santa Claus each year, and he has his own dedicated postal code. This is H0H0H0, which spells out ho, ho, ho. There are 15,000 current and retired postal workers who respond to the letters in many languages pretending to be Santa Claus. This program has been going on for over 27 years. I remember when I was a little girl and I still believed in Santa Claus, I wrote a letter to him using this postal code and using the special address and I got a letter back. In 2001, Santa entered the digital era and he also started accepting email messages. That's it for our episode today. Thank you so much for listening. Please support this free podcast by liking, sharing, and subscribing. If you would like to join my free online video course, Next Level English, 
which teaches you how you can prove your English through listening, then just go to canlearnenglish.com. Until next time, guys. Bye-bye.